Carnival Cruise Lines made $8.8 billion last year. Royal Caribbean hit $5 billion, and Norwegian is at $2.9 billion. These are all cruise lines. They make their money sailing 30 million passengers around the world every single year, and they serve up business lessons by the boatload. We're going to get into all those in just a minute. Before we do, if you're loving the show, if you're enjoying the podcast or the YouTube, wherever you're watching this, all I ask is that you leave a rating and a review and smash that subscribe button. And you want to go one step further? Hit the share button. Tell your friends about this podcast so we can move up the charts. We're doing great as it is, but I want to reach even more people every single week. Now, let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. Today we're talking cruise lines. I just got back from a cruise. I love cruising. It was my first post-COVID cruise and I really liked it. So let's talk about the basics first. Cruises are essentially all-inclusive resorts on the water. That's what they are. They bundle together hotel, food, and entertainment into one package, wrap it all up for you. But there is one huge difference between a cruise and a resort. And that is on a cruise, you're stuck. You're trapped. You're in a saltwater prison. And if you like the cruise, it's awesome. It's a saltwater prison because you can't go anywhere. And because of this, the cruise ship is less of a hotel and more of a platform. A platform kind of like Netflix or Facebook or Google. And that unlocks a totally new business model. And here's what I mean. So think about Netflix for a second. When a show does really, really well on Netflix, it could be seen by 100 million people or more. Not because it's the best show, but because it's on Netflix. And a cruise works the exact same way. Anything that sells on a cruise ship has a huge distribution. It can be seen by a lot of people, and it often has very little competition. You know, when I was on my cruise, I needed to buy a toothbrush. So I went to the little pharmacy on the cruise ship, and they've got one single brand of toothbrush. And it's, believe me, it's not a brand that anybody would ever recognize. It's like some obscure brand that you would never buy if you were in an actual pharmacy. Same thing with Band-Aids and toothpaste and everything else. They don't have a lot of competition. They don't need a lot of competition. Why do you need options? Where else are you going to go? You can't leave the ship. So because of that kind of monopoly, again, that is what makes it a platform and that's what they do with it. Now, if you want a really good example, check out Park West. You can Google Park West Gallery right now. I'm going to tell you what they are. Park West Gallery is an art gallery. And if you've ever seen an art gallery on a cruise ship, I bet you it was Park West. These guys are on 90 ships around the world. Now, do they sell the best art? I have no idea. But do they sell a shit ton of art? Oh, you bet. They sell a lot of art. $300 million worth in 2022 all on cruises. Now, I think they have actually one art gallery somewhere in the United States, but everything else is on the water and they sell a whole lot of it. That's the power of a platform. If you're going to sell something on a cruise ship, you know that you're going to have a captive audience, no competition, and a whole lot of distribution. But that's just the start. What happens when the ship stops? Well, when a ship ports in a town, passengers can take day trips. 
but you don't need to lift a finger or plan anything because the cruise line will take care of all of that for you. These are called excursions. An excursion is something like zip lining, scuba diving, swimming with the dolphins, anything that the ship will do, an activity that the ship will give you. And an excursion can be as simple as you can go to the beach and get a cabana, right? It can be anything that you buy from the cruise that happens off the ship once you port. And you can do it all for a price if you buy it from the ship. And the cruise people take it a step further. So lots of excursions are actually exclusive to the ship. When you port into in a town, let's say you're in Cozumel, Mexico, or you're in Honduras, and you go to that town and there's a boat that takes you to an island where you can go scuba diving, that's the locals that are providing that service. Obviously, the ship doesn't have someone working in the town necessarily. But here's the thing. The locals will do deals with the ships so that you can only buy that package from the ship. And it makes a lot of sense. When you pull up to town with 5,000 potential customers, you've got a lot of leverage. And that's exactly what cruise ships do. They pull up to a port with thousands of passengers on board. Up to 7,000 passengers these days are the biggest ships. And you all of a sudden have a lot of leverage because, hey, you want us to send people to what you got to sell? Well, you got to let us sell it because we're going to mark it up quite a bit, double or triple the price than they could buy it from you. But don't worry, you can only sell it through us. So they would never know where else they could buy it because, hey, it's only available through us if it's on this cruise. The locals are more than happy to reserve the ultimate experiences for the ships to sell. And the cruise dudes know how to sell. And that leads to my absolute favorite part of this business, all right? You can have one product and endless prices. On a cruise, you can spend $1,500 or you can spend $15,000 or a whole lot more. And it's all because of the product ladder. Now, I've talked about the product ladder before. If you guys are on my newsletter or seen my content on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, you know the product ladder. But if you don't, let me tell you what it's all about. That's my term for offering endless variations of one product. So for example, you can buy the basic cruise in the basic suite, and maybe it's an interior facing suite with no porthole, no window, because it's facing the inside of the ship, right? And that would be your basic package. No drink package, no upgrades, no excursions, nothing. Then maybe you can get a suite that faces the outside of the ship, the water, but you don't have a balcony or anything. You just have a porthole because you're on a, a low level. That's a little more expensive. Then if you want an even better room, you can get a room that's above the water, or you can get a room with a balcony, or you can get a suite, or you can get adjoining rooms. And then, of course, on top of that, you can layer on drink packages, coffee packages, pop packages, soda packages. You can layer on alcohol packages, of course. You can layer on the best packages. You can get tours of the ship. You can get the ultimate tour. You can get all the excursions. You can pay for quicker access. I want to board the ship first. I want to leave the ship first. I want someone to drive me from the airport to the ship. You can layer on everything and the cruise will sell it all to you because it's all about the product ladder. Great businesses have products to sell at all price points. You want to buy something for a thousand bucks? Hey, we got you. You want to buy it for 2,500 or 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000? Hell, I know people that go on cruises and spend $40,000 because they're buying everything and they're bringing their whole family. On the cruise ship I was just on, they had penthouse suites. So these are rooms at the very front of the ship and they're high up. I think there's like 
five or seven of them on the whole ship and they charge $7,000 per person. And those suites can house up to, I think, eight or 10 people. So that one package, that one family, if there's 10 of them, friends staying in the suite, they're paying 70, 80, $100,000 for that trip, right? Somebody else on the same cruise, a family of two or someone going on the cruise solo can pay 1200 bucks. So that's the power of the product ladder. And they do a masterful job laddering up their options, room types, drink packages, activities, better food, bougie clubs, priority access, and more. The cruise anticipates your every desire and offers a product to solve it. And that's how you build a great business. Cruise lines have been optimizing how they do business for a very long time, 179 years. Do you guys know that? Passenger cruises have been around for 179 years. And honestly, there's a ton more I can dive into. All right, let's keep going further. If you guys have seen this post on LinkedIn or Twitter where I originally published my thoughts on the cruise lines, I ended it there. But you're listening to the podcast or you're watching this on YouTube, I'm gonna go further. I got more for you. All right, let's talk about the photo packages. The photo packages on a ship. Quick break so I can tell you about DemandScope. DemandScope is a performance marketing agency that helps you acquire new customers, keep them hooked, and scale profitably. Google ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, landing pages, email, and more. There are so many ways to get customers today, but if you're not doing it right, you'll end up blowing a whole bunch of money. And that's why I launched DemandScope. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Get more customers today and scale effectively. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. So I was just on a cruise a few weeks ago, and here's something kind of funny. When you get onto the ship, there are photographers everywhere. They're all wearing these green or blue shirts. The shirts actually change depending on what port you are, what night it is. And when you're on the ship and off the ship at the ports, there are people who want to take your photo constantly. You're at the pool, you're on the deck, you're in the restaurant, you're, you leave the ship, you get back onto the ship. They want to take your photo. And every time your photo is taken, they say, what's your room number? And then you open up the app 10, 20 minutes later, which is of course connected to your room. And the photos that they just took are in the app and you can buy them immediately, or you can buy a package of 10 photos or 20 photos or whatever you'd like. Now think about this. They're taking the photos without asking you. And then they're showing you the photos and saying, Hey, if you want to buy it, go ahead. It's one click away. Think about the brilliance of that. The old way of doing it or the traditional way of doing it would have been, Hey, do you want a photo taken? Okay. If you do great, here's the cost. Great. Okay. Go ahead and buy the package and then we'll take the photo. The cruise people flip it. And they say, hey, we'll take all the photos we want because the cost to us of taking a photo is nothing, right? The incremental cost, we already have a photographer on board. We're already paying them to be here. They already have a camera. They're already gonna be working and putting in labor for a certain period of time. Let's just have them take the photos, the incremental cost of which to us is zero. And then if this customer wants to buy the photo, we're gonna present them with 50, 100, 200 photos that we've taken over the course of this cruise and they can buy them as much as they want. They can buy them all. They can buy three of them. They can buy 10 of them. And you've got all the options. And you know how many more photos they sell because they've already taken the photo? 
a hell of a lot more. If they just said to you, hey, do you want us to take your photo? Okay, well, come here at this time and take the photo and then you can go ahead and we'll purchase it. That's an old way of doing it. So think about that. If you can provide your service for an incremental cost of basically nothing and then give the person the option, once they see it, once they fall in love with it, I'll give you another example because this happened to me a few years ago when I went to a gym. I was going to a gym for a trial run. I hadn't signed up for the gym yet, but I was going to see if I liked the gym, if I liked the equipment, if I liked the trainers. And while I was there, one of the trainers said, hey, I'd love to give you a personal training package an assessment. And I said, sure. So I went for a run on the treadmill and I lifted some weights and he measured me here, whatever. He did a bunch of stuff. And in the end he says, Hey, here's your personal training plan. He gives me a whole one page and says, you should do this on day one and this on day two. And here's your weight plan. Here's your legs plan. And I said, great. Thanks so much. And I get up to leave and I pick up the piece of paper and he said, no, 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 you can't take that piece of paper. And I said, what do you mean? I just spent 30 minutes with you giving me my assessment and you put it on a paper and I want to go now. And he said, no, no, no. That's if you want to stay here and buy our personal training, that's in your file now. We've done your assessment. Oh, ho, ho, ho. that's very sneaky. That's very sneaky. He didn't tell me at the beginning that this whole thing is only worthwhile if I sign up. Had he said that, I probably would have said, well, I don't know if I'm going to sign up yet. Why would I take a half hour of my time and your time? But they know what they're doing, right? Now, in this case, I'll be honest, I thought that was kind of sleazy and I ended up not going with the gym and I had a bad taste in my mouth because that was 30 minutes of my time. Very different from something that takes five seconds. Hey, pose for the camera, click, click. All right, if you want to buy it, you can. If you don't, that's fine. So you have to think about the time and the effort that you're acquiring of your potential customer because you could wind up pissing them off. But I love the idea that the ship people will take your photos and then ask if you want to buy them because they're going to sell a whole lot more photos. I promise you because we left that ship buying five or six or seven or eight photos. And if they had said to me, oh, do you want the photos? I probably would have just said no in the first place. They were very smart to take the photos first and ask second. All right, I just mentioned the app. Now, the app was super interesting. And I don't know if these apps have been around forever. Before this, I think I was on a cruise like three or four years ago. So maybe this is sort of a recent thing, but I thought the app was brilliant. So this cruise line has an app. When you get onto the cruise, you get onto their Wi-Fi, you can pay for the Wi-Fi package, but you don't have to. The app still works for free. And... The app has everything in it. So inside the app, you have a map of the ship. You have your own schedule, your own dinner schedule, your own a calendar of all the activities happening on the ship. So you can see what's happening. You can make reservations. You can check out the time. Your room key is in the app. The photo purchases, like I just said, all the photos are available in the app moments after the photos are taken. You have, if you want to buy internet access, you can buy it from inside the app. Any customer service questions or complaints, you can do inside the app. You can purchase excursions and purchase all kinds of upgrades in the app. All the stuff happens in the app. And a lot of this stuff, two, three, four, five years ago, would have been people at a counter that you have to pay and you got to stand in line and you create a lot more cost and effort for doing the things that could be done in the app. So I think the efficiency that the cruise line has created by putting all the stuff in the app is brilliant. Now, here's the thing. You could also look at that and say, yeah, but you just put 40 people out of work because all these people that would have done the job a year ago, five years ago, 
now they have no work. Nah, I don't think that's the case. I think these people have better jobs to do now. So I love the idea of putting what you can in an app. Obviously, in, in the case of your business, maybe it's some other kind of technology, but the idea of cutting down on human workload by putting it into a piece of technology, absolutely brilliant. All right, remember I was talking about excursions earlier? We got to talk about the private islands. What's that? Private islands. All the cruise lines have them. If you're on a cruise without a private island, you're not living. So here are the private islands. You guys ready? Carnival Cruise Lines has Half Moon K. Royal Caribbean has Coco K. Norwegian has Great Stirrup K. And there's more. Those are the big three. And they're all kind of close to each other too. Now, what are these private islands? They're exactly what they sound like. The cruise lines buy islands so they can take the cruise ship there and they can give you a beautiful, manicured, almost manufactured experience on the island. So you pull up and you have a beautiful beach and clear water and white sand and restaurants, and it's all taken care of for. You can't get to the island unless you're on that cruise. It's, that makes it a private island. But what else can they do on that island? They can sell you a whole lot of stuff and they can take all the revenue. So it's brilliant because they're giving you a really good experience. It is a beautiful island. Any one of these islands, I've been to all of them. They're all beautiful. And the reality is when you're on there, they can sell you more stuff and they can continue to monetize while they're there. So I love the idea of buying a private island. They already own the ship. Why not own the land too? All right. My last thing is the surveys. When you finish a cruise, they slam you with the surveys in the best of ways. You want to know what your customers think. You want to make sure that they love your product. Ask them. When I got off my cruise ship, I was on my way to the airport. They sent me a survey. I filled it out. It actually took me like 10 minutes. It was a lot of stuff. It was a long ride to the airport, so I didn't mind. It kept me, kept me busy. But they ask you what you liked, what you didn't like. Did you enjoy the food? Did you enjoy the excursions? They listed every restaurant. They said, did you go to this restaurant? Did you go to that restaurant? Oh, you didn't. Why not? Would you enjoy this restaurant? What restaurant would you like to see? Was there something that you wanted to, but you didn't get a chance to do? They ask you all kinds of things. And one more thing, they tell your waiter. So every night you have the same waiter on a cruise ship. The waiter on the last night says, oh, by the way, you're going to get a survey. Please fill it out. Please give me a good rating because that's how I get my raise. That's how I get my compensation. That's how I get a promotion. I'm sure they tell those waiters, hey, make sure you tell those customers to fill out those surveys because that really compelled me to do it. Getting surveys from customers is the absolute best way to know if what you're doing means something. So ask your customers what they think, send them surveys. That's how you do what a cruise line does. I love cruises, guys, and I love the cruise business. It's a badass business. They make tons of money and they're going to keep sailing for a long time to come. I want to know what you guys think. Let me know at johndavids.com. Get me on social. I am everywhere. And of course, get on my email list at johndavids.com. I will talk to you guys next time.